0: Okay guys, welcome once again to the Put Me In podcast, today we've got a very special guest all the way from Dubai, yes you've guessed it, it's Mr Wales, it is Christian Williams, how are we doing buddy, are you okay?
1: Very good, thank you, very good, a little Uh, bit suntan but it's all good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I could do with some of that at the moment man, you're uh, you're looking uh, a lot lot, uh, browner and redder than a, a regular Welshman.
1: Yeah, I look red right on this screen. I don't know if it's the screen or my blood pressure. It's one of the two. <laughs> well,
0: it's not your <laughs> nerves, mate. To to it's, not, it's not your nerves, mate, because you were keen to come on. We've had a bit of a chat online, um, and it's great to, uh, to, to to finally have a chat to you. Um, I met you back in 2015, if you remember, at the NABA Worlds over in Malta. We did a, a little bit of a photo shoot and things like that. Um, so uh, s- since then you've been uh, 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 off the scene, you've been uh, kind of disappearing away into Dubai. I mean, what is it that you're doing over there exactly?
1: Uh, well, actually, me and my wife, we were planning to emigrate from the UK for a while. So we kind of did a little bit of traveling around the US to see if that was for us. Yeah. And then we were planning for Australia. And whilst all the visa applications were in place, because I was trying to get my dog over and so forth, we came to Dubai on vacation um, just cause it was my birthday, I wanted to come somewhere nice. And when we were here, we realized we kind of could have the lifestyle if we work hard enough that we kind of wanted faster. Mm. So we, the, the process was still in the application process. We still going through for the visa for Australia. But after a few months, we realized Australia was just so far from the UK, you know, if you needed to fly home for whatever reason. So, um, we came to the and the fitness industry, I mean, it's a bodybuilding stream. I mean, the gyms are incredible there's like a pharmacy on every store or every uh, corner street is there? with all the supplements. You can, I mean, it's, it's really, uh, even just the Arab culture, they just love muscle. Um, very respectful of it and very respectful of women as well, which was another reason why kind of we, I got pulled to this area. Cause when we were here, I just felt really safe For my wife. I felt like this is a nice place to kind of be in and, and push my business, which it, since then, you know, since we made a move, um, the back end of 2008 at uh, 2017 is that right so it's been like 16 months yeah 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 it's really booming i mean i've been working with a lot of clients you know um overseas as well pushing my online business so, but so, you, so you've taken
0: she's industry- so essentially taken um uh, is it a, a, a personal uh, training business um and a, a prep coaching business um, and moved that over to uh, to dubai is that what you've done
1: yeah, kind of, because uh, the UK, I kind of was just—I don't know—the weather's rubbish. <laughs> it's good on body, but when we come here, and it's the next level. I mean, even like the guys in the gym, everyone looks like they've just competed. Yeah, They're the standard of is phenomenal. The, the males and females—it's just—it's kind of like a, a little fish in a big pond. You know, you feel like you have to want to excel. Yeah, yeah. and and everyone's wealthy, so it just encourage you to push the business side. So I started my fitness company. A um, little after I came to Dubai, my wife was working in the, um, a beauty salon. She's now managing the beauty salon. All right,
0: okay, that's great.
1: Yeah. And uh, since then, I've just been really putting a lot of effort into uh, both my bodybuilding and um, and business. And it's just been the best move and decision we made to come here, to be honest. I mean, it sounds so like you're really... For where we are. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that, 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 that pipe dream of, of moving to a, to a foreign country and I can't kind of... Uh, discovering something new for yourselves and making sure that you can uh, survive on that. You've really, really embraced the uh, the culture over there. You've embraced uh, what's on offer over there. And it seems like you're doing really, really well, mate, which is great to see.
1: Yeah, it's going really good. And like I said, it's, it's, it's definitely at the moment where we are. You know, we haven't got any children. Um, we're both busy. Don't get me wrong, we're not over here on vacation. We, we're over here working. I work six days a week. It's Friday night now. It's just gone quarter past seven Yeah, i've been working all day friday's the weekend you're in dubai so mm. friday saturday is the weekend right mm. i work all saturday and then wednesday me and my wife just have the day together so as much as it's a lovely place it is very expensive so unless you're willing to work it kind of it would put a lot of people off coming you know yeah
0: have you drawn kind of any inspiration from uh, from the people you've met over there and the kind of uh uh, the the type of clientele you deal with uh or, or anything like that. Is, is there something is there a different vibe is there a different feel to uh to the way training um is is kind of uh, embraced um in, in in the country
1: uh yeah everyone just um wants to be in great shape like so you know it's everyone's it's a materialistic city so flash cars six yeah. pack you know so what car have you, very, what what, what, car, what car have you got christian i just bought a mustang uh, Oh, the like car Oh yeah, bought a Mustang. It's kind of a car I wanted. For we came over here, yeah, and I said to my wife, "We saw a black Mustang in the in the car park." And I said, "In a year's time, I'm gonna buy one of them cash." Yes. And within the year, I bought my Mustang. It was like a tick <laughs> off the box.
0: Fantastic, mate. So
1: definitely, even like my clients, you know, um, not just like physically, but just everyone's very ambitious mm. and everyone's goal-driven. So um, I get a lot of inspiration from my clients. I get a lot of new ideas. And it's uh, it's just tumbling me forward. I went to Oxton Gym as well in Kuwait for uh, just like a week. We did some training out there. Just did a week of training just to study how they trained.
0: What was that experience? Training is a
1: lot different. It was amazing. I mean, it's no females allowed in the gym. Um, It's just totally focused on you know um, developing. They got like hot baths, cold baths. The, The equipment is just phenomenal. But the training over here is just completely different. In what way? Like in Oxygen Gym. um, It's all pumpy stuff. It's none of the breakdown, heavy, high intensity, you know, hard work. And it's more pumpy reps and volume. And I think that's to do with obviously um, the drugs as well. There's a lot of uh, things where like peptides being used where the cell volume increases and pulls a lot of, you know, things in. Mm. So when I went to Oxygen, in the leg room, i right, give you an example, there's like, probably like eight to 12 different pieces of different hack squats, different angles, you know, oh, right. variations of leg, but wow. got one squat rack, one squat rack in the corner, <laughs> which is, right.
0: right, okay, you know,
1: yeah. but everyone is big and, and monstrous, like, you know, so, mm. but everyone's doing the high volume, high reps, low rest in between the sets, this kind of workout, so. Yeah. I'm still, I, I love the heavy loads. I love pushing my body hard and like, you know, Dory Yates style. Yeah. Like you're saying, John Meadows. These guys train really hard and mm. my passion is training. I love bodybuilding. I love developing a physique, but I love the feeling of pushing my body to exhaustion. Yeah. It's like an addiction, you know? So mm. I don't think that's going to go away wherever I am.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, uh, I've seen um, a bits and pieces of you've been following what you've been doing. Um, it looks like you're really making a, a huge dint in your own uh, 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 training as well. How hard is that to balance between uh, your business and your personal endeavors as a bodybuilder?
1: Well, I'm very goal-driven. So like one thing I decided to do at the beginning of this year, because <laughs> it's funny, me and my wife sat down and I asked her to pick some weaknesses in areas of my life, like my business, my bodybuilding, or my relationships. And she kind of said to me, "You really need. you're very good at what you do, but you need to focus on one thing and become really good at it. So what I do, I set targets. So for example, if I got a competition, I put all my energy into that.
0: Mm.
1: And now at the moment, I'm in off season, for me it's quite easy. Trying to get the food in is hard, you know, but the training side is easy because I love it. So now I'm putting all my effort into business and my clients. And then obviously after, you know, probably like two, three months, if I start preparation again, Mm. again, now I'm focused on that direction. But it is, it can be hard to balance it, but in Dubai, (laughs) like we've been living here for 16 months. I've never cleaned my house <laughs> I, we have a cleaner, right? I mean, wow. we got, I got a. I got a gardener, right? I got a, about a 12 foot piece of garden. It's 12 foot. I pay somebody comes to water the plant is ridiculous. Crazy. It's ridiculous. I, mean, I could ring the shop over the road now and they bring over like, I could ask for 12 of these. And within 10 minutes, they bring 12 of them. So because everyone's so driven with work, everyone just delegates all the other stuff. Wow! So it's not really hard to balance because there's a lot of like food prep companies. There's a lot of maid services. Mm. So I was
0: going um, to ask, what's the what's the, um, the the food like over there? Are you able to get the? Uh, have you had to change much in your
1: diet? Yeah. Oh man, it's like so convenient. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. Like, I mean, all the gyms have their own. You know, you go in, you order what you want: 200 grams of chicken, 100 grams of chicken, 200 grams of rice, vegetables. So I it's mean, all there then. It's, it's everything, so-
0: everything you need. Uh, sorted.
1: More than the UK, a lot Mm. more than the UK. Mm. There's no reason over here why you can't be in shape. Mm. Because everyone wants to be in shape, there's a big demand for it. So, you know, there's a lot of food prep. There's a lot of supplements rising, you know, stores. And um, there's gyms, like the gym I train in, within like a five-mile radius, there's probably like seven really big popular gyms, like, they're all and, like uh, 10 million
0: and, and, and th- these these types of gyms you, i mean you see them online uh, all the time similar to oxygen they've got that uh, very modern feel to them very commercialized uh, uh, type of gyms but um, is there a difference between the commercial gyms there and the commercial gyms in the uk is there a big difference
1: yeah there's um there's only just there's like one commercial gym really where i'm aware of that's just open up there's there's a few chains but they're more um like niche related you know so like the, the, the train SF is more bodybuilding and powerlifting. There's a yeah. new gym just open houses, to oxygen. Mm. Um, it's different because i would be honest, a lot of there's more people serious over here. Not seriousness, I mean, like, there's more people that care about the way they look. In the UK, you put a hoodie on, it's winter, yeah. you know, you're going to have a cup of tea, whatever yeah. you want, and you put a little bit of fat on. We're down on the beach every week, you know, so you, you want to be in shape, yeah. and everybody wants to be in shape. Yeah. So there's a big demand for looking good, and there's a big demand for coaches, which dem- which leaves the industry is just saturated with um, a lot of uneducated, um, maybe the credentials and all there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of trainers. I mean, there's probably like the gym I'm I'm PTing at. Um, it's probably home to like four hundred trainers.
0: Four hundred?
1: That's not four hundred. Yeah, Jeez. probably like you know. Wow! If there's two guys in the gym training together, one of them is a trainer. Yeah, that's wow. how it works. Wow. One of them is a trainer. Unreal. So, um, so there's I mean, a lot of competition.
0: How do how do you uh, how do you tackle that then as an individual? I mean, the the you mentioned earlier on about uh, there's unqualified people out there doing what they, doing what they're doing, but is is there a, a level of respect for those who have achieved something um, uh, on stage rather than a, a certificate and a qualification?
1: Yeah, probably. I think it's probably the same in any aspect of work, really. I mean, you don't go to the doctors and you just expect somebody to be certified, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't ask see uh, certificates. like So mm. I think when somebody looks a certain way, um, you know, they, they're going to know something, what to do with how to get in that shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with yeah, me, you know, yeah. I got a strong Welsh accent. <laughs> I look a little different. Like I said, my training style is different. I train very hard, which creates a lot of attention. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think in this kind of line of work, because obviously people are buying into you as a person, you have to have a good personality. So you've got to be approachable. You have to be able to talk and conduct yourself professionally. And that's kind of where I'm trying to separate myself from maybe the rest. Yeah. You know, yeah. putting myself yeah. out there more. I mean, it was random with my labels on there, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, uh, if we have just joined us back again, guys. Uh, We just lost uh, Christian for a moment then, Uh, so thanks for uh, making the effort to get us back online again, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, So we were talking about your PT work over there and the diet over there. Um, Everything seems like uh, it's kind of... uh, Exactly what you need as a bodybuilder, not just to fulfill your your bodybuilding dreams um, and being on stage as a competitor, but at the same time, uh, fulfill uh, a working life as a bodybuilder, a trainer, uh, somebody who can uh, inspire others. So that's really great to see. Can I just take you back a little bit and find out a little bit about your history as to what got you involved in the sport? um, When did you start training and when you first competed as well?
1: Okay, Um, well... Just for you to get a little insight about me as a person, right? Mm-hmm. When I was in school, the last year before school, so before the last day before six weeks' holidays, before the last year of school, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were breaking up for six weeks and then they come back. I was quite chubby as a kid. I was never overweight or concerned about my weight, but I always ate a lot of food, you know, like I was growing up boy, I had a junk food junkie. And it was a girl that I was kind of like. We'd always flirt and so forth. And she threw a pencil at me one day and hit me on the chest. And I saw on my chest, and she said, "Oh, you got bigger boobs than me." Mm. And I looked at my chest and I looked at her chest and I thought, Do "You know what? I Probably am." So I thought, Do "You know what? From tomorrow, I'm going to start eating eat, eating as clean as I knew how to eat. Eating none of this chocolate and crisps and pop. You know, I was eating like ten bars of chocolate a day." So I did from the next day, I just cut out everything. I went chicken, salad, fruit, only water, no chocolate bars, no crisps. And after six weeks cut holidays, I came back and I was shredded. Really? I was running every day. Wow. A little weight bench. I mean, I was I was a probably more shredded kid in school. I was six packed up and it was like a miraculous transformation. So like all my um I realized then what if I worked cause I was suffering, I was starving, but I was determined yeah, to yeah. have an impact on all me. all my grades improved. I was made captain of football rugby team. You know, I was more confident with the girls. And from that day, I didn't eat one piece of bad food for five years. Wow! I just cut it all out. I flicked the switch and then I was like, I just saw that as what I didn't need. And I just went in this fitness lifestyle then. So I started training and I was like reading magazines, and then I got introduced to a guy called um, Gerald, who was a Mr., former Mr. Olympia, uh, Mr. Universe. And I was probably like about like 17. And he was showing me pictures. of how he, he just competed the weekend. He won the over 40s class. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's what I want to look like. I wow. want to look like that guy. So I started bodybuilding then. But at the same time, I was very uneducated with eating because I just thought you had to under eat. So Ooh. it took me a while to start learning more about nutrition, And then uh, just, like I said, the hunger for, like, pushing my body to, like, in the gym. Like I said, I mentioned earlier, I'm just passionate about feeling the the struggle. And it's the same with a diet. I've actually just started, like, a six-week diet only because I was missing feeling hungry in the (laughs) off-season. Now I'm going to bed, I'm starving, and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, this is what I want. So um, I got into bodybuilding as, like, just an hobby, Mm -hmm. not really competitively, just to build muscle. And I was always, in school, I was always, like very strong, like I'd be strong for my height, from my age, I'd always pick up the big guys, be able to lift the most in the multi-gym we had in school. And, and then I started training, I realized like my strength was just, you know, um, very, my strength would develop fast. You know, when I, the first gym I joined was a DW sports gym. And uh, I remember I was like lifting the 10K dumbbells. And uh, there was one guy in there who could shoulder press the 50s. I know 50s now is not quite a big weight. But in three months, I was lifting them for like double the reps. You could lift them. Wow, right. And my, my strength started accelerating very fast. So, um, and then I started adding muscle and muscle, you know, trying to get bigger as I can and then put it back every year. And then I just thought, you know what, why not compete? Because you're doing it anyway. You're kind of living the lifestyle of a bodybuilder. Like, you're eating clean. You're training hard. Why not compete to just have some pictures to look back on, you know, when you're older? So I did the BMBF. I did two thousand twelve. It was two thousand eight was my first competition. Right. Okay. Um, I did the BMBF. Then I did the following so, years as juniors. Well. So how
0: old how old were you then on your first one?
1: I was twenty one when I it was in, like now people are starting young. You know, so this, I'm, this, I'm so thirty two now.
0: So. so this is like five years, five six years after that uh, pencil moment in between the chest.
1: It? Yeah, I mean, it kind of, yeah, because I was, I was just doing it for. I wasn't doing it to be on stage. I was just doing it because I like to see. I like to challenge myself and train and see how, if I could build a muscle or pull my diet back a little bit. So it was just more of a, a bit of a game for me, really. I was just yeah. very passionate about seeing my body change. Well, I mean that so, that um, that,
0: um, that that stimulus, whatever uh, uh, started that fire burning in you, was um, I suppose that. Uh, that period where, um did you say you six to eight weeks, and you, you came back shredded after your summer holidays? Is that right? Six weeks, yeah. six weeks. Um, yeah, uh, and to, to to see to see that change in yourself, um, and to to have a, a a moment of self-realization as to actually, you know, this this is something I want to pursue. This is one uh, something I'm going to continue and see how much better I can be as a person. You said your 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 grade started to change. You started to be. Uh, recognized as a as a uh, as an athlete, you were captain of the football team, etc. And those sorts of things, you know, very positive things happen to you as soon as you flip that switch. Um, and like I say, yeah. everybody's got a story, and finding out those um, those stories, however bizarre, you know, through with the pencil being thrown at you, yeah. that's all it takes sometimes, isn't it? To uh, to 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 have that moment. Yeah, of- it was like
1: a it was like a breakthrough. Like you know, it was kind of just cheating. and that's why, like I said, five years after that, I didn't. It wasn't I was like obsessed. Well, maybe I was a little bit obsessed, but I mean, it wasn't that I saw food as bad and it was like a, almost like um, you know, an anorexia disease or something like this, you know, an illness. It was just like, this is what I don't need because it's not helping me. The, everything I'm doing this way is helping me in every aspect of my life. So I just started tumbling down that area then, you know, and kind yeah, of, yeah. and then more people would ask me for advice. I'm very passionate about people, so that's kind of what I got into training and training mm. others because... Mm. I Could be able, you know, pass my passion on and try to, you know, help others achieve kind of what I had started achieving and how I felt through training. Yeah, yeah. And then I just was competitive every year after that. So since two thousand eight, All right. So, I, I so that's like yeah, the-
0: that's two thousand and five was your first show, yeah, two thousand five.
1: 2008.
0: Sorry, 2008 was your first show. So uh, we're 11 years into your bodybuilding career now, aren't we? Where you've 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 taken on new challenges. You've competed at many a show. Have you had any any breaks between that between competing?
1: Um, I've done like uh, I did two years. Like I said, the first when I first started, 2008, 2009. Then I had a break because I went from a junior into the open class or Mm misters or whatever. So I took like a year off, and I put on that time I, I gained like 10 kilos. And then I competed for two years again. And I took a year off and I put 10 kilos on again. Right. And then I competed for four years straight then. But I was doing like multiple shows a year. So I was doing like two shows, then three shows, then four shows. And then um, I took a, another break then out in 2000, um, 2017. Yeah. And then I started back last year, you know, the year before last, I started back again. So it's like every. Every three or four years i've taken like a year off mm. um but now i'm it's very addictive it's hard to uh <laughs> that 's what that's what i 'm trying to, to,
0: to find out really you know i mean to to be a bodybuilder uh well a competitive bodybuilder you have to be you have to be- comfe- competing don 't you but it's such a long game to be playing you have to have that mindset you have to have that focus you have to have to have that drive to um Push yourself to uh, to another level every time like you say every time you took a, a bit of time out you're adding 10 kilos to your body um and 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 to be able to take that time out and and know that in a year's time i'll be able to prep again and get on stage again and things like that it takes a lot of determination mate it really does and that's why i have a lot of respect for for, for competitive bodybuilders because it is a long game it's not a, there's no quick fix there's no fast answers in this yeah. is there you know it does take a lot of time
1: no. I mean, you you have to be, and I mean, you have to have a source beyond what you're doing. So for me, it's passion. I just want to always improve in every aspect of my life. So I think some people, they do it for the wrong reasons, And you know, and they think like a big paycheck is going to come after winning a certain show and it just doesn't happen. So I think with me, I know I'm going to be in this for the long run because I love it. You know, so it's not about like, oh, well, like, you know, I've spent all this money and I've sacrificed all this time. And for what? You know, for a trophy. That's why yeah, people say it. I mean, like, I spent all this money for a trophy. I mean, like, you spent all that money for a week in Las Vegas, 20 grand with the boys. What did you get from that apart from an headache?
0: Yeah. yeah. You get
1: experience, lessons, it improves you as a person. Like, and that's where I get from it. You know, you meet new people. Like, when we were in Malta, I was actually thinking about quitting then. Seriously? Wow. Yeah, because, because I was working with a guy who I'd worked with previously for a year, and we dieted very hard. I mean, I was dieting on, this is all I ate, right? 200 grams of cod, green beans, broccoli, and two tablespoons of olive oil for six meals a day for eight weeks straight, with no other gram of anything in my body, just that. So breakfast, mid-morning, every, eight, every, six every meal. meals a day. Yeah. Every meal for eight weeks without a refeed, without the cheat, without the without a gram of anything, or a gram of rice, or a protein shake, nothing else. So we dieted for the one show, and I um, I I did like I I come I went Mr Wales, I went the Welsh, but I didn't look good. I got to be honest, I didn't look good. Like it was well off. Mm. And then we did the British, and I was like determined to look better, so we went straight back into hours cardio, and I. I come, f- I come fifth, I think, in the British. But the guy who comes second, I easily beat him at the Brit in at the Welsh. And I was off. I looked worse at the British, and I was like, I was just missing my peaks. I was thinking, you know what? I was like, I wasn't going to bodybuilding as um as a you know as a hobby, but competitively, I thought I'm putting all this time and all this effort, and I'm, it's like, what am I? I mean, what happens if I miss my mark again? Yeah. I mean, I looked great two days ago and everyone else that sees me on stage thinks that I've got like 10 pounds of fat to lose, which is not So I went a Malta and uh, and it was the same there. I was kind of like well off and I wasn't happy with the way I looked. But then when we got invited to like John Citron's, uh, you know, his villa and I was around all, yourself and all the other guys. And I thought, you know what? This is what it's about. So it's about meeting all these. John was telling me stories about him and Arnold and back in the day. And I was like, this is priceless. And you couldn't <laughs> yeah. pay this. It, yeah. it, kind of, it re-sparked like a light to me to like, this is why you're doing this. You're doing this because you're meeting amazing people mm. and sharing gifts and just experiences. So
0: when, when you think about it, uh, as a sport, there's nothing more brutal than um, not just the training and the diet, but the actual partaking of the sport as well which is the the, the the stage time that you're on you do all this work and like you say you, you might take a year off you might take two years off uh, you go through a prep plan you go through a diet plan um and it all boils down to maybe less than five minutes on stage and if you don't get the result you want you have to be some Let's face it, hard bastard to, to, to face up to that uh, and, and keep on moving forward and keep on pushing yourself to do all, the, all that again just for another five minutes on stage, maybe the following year. And you might not get the result again, but if you keep on coming back and coming back. So if you focus on just, just the competitive side, Um, you 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 will crumble if you don't make if you don't get where you want want to be. So you've you've got to absorb all that other energy that's around a show, uh, the build up to it, the the aftermath, uh, the the people you meet, the people you engage with. You have to be uh, uh, engaged with that because if you don't, you're gonna suffer hugely, aren't you?
1: Yeah, you're gonna see it as like tremendous sacrifice Mm. um, in every aspect. I mean, because let's be honest, you know. as much as we all love this sport, it's very demanding. I mean, it, people who are not into the sport, like some families, some husbands or wives, they don't understand. Uh, I'm lucky my wife is amazing, to be fair, and she's very supportive. But, I mean, like, if she wasn't, I mean, it'd be more harder. Oh. She was like, why are you going to the gym? i been mean, there three times a day, and we've got a kid in bed. He's crying. Like, I mean, why are you spending 10 grand? Mm. Why are you flying over here to compete? I mean, we, we're missing out rent like you know, so I I you gotta see the bigger picture, like you said. And fortunately enough as well now with industry i mean, in, um it kind of all it all feels like it's all connected. Yeah. So like the better I do, the more exposure I get. You know, like last year like competed, did, we did four shows um in eight weeks period. And I did like loads of video documentation for my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I had probably like four or five photo shoots I was at the events, I was kind of getting putting myself out there, exposing myself, so I got a lot of content from there as well that i can I can look as an investment you know in in future uh, I think, I think there needs to
0: be uh, there needs to be more of that from uh, from athletes um, uh, uh, to to drive the sport forward. I think um, I think those like yourself who are uh, innovative enough to take on uh, and embrace the likes of social media and the platforms that are available to uh, to drive not only yourself but see it as a whole circle you're not just driving yourself forward you're driving uh, your potential career forward as a, as a as a businessman you're driving the industry forward um for the sake of the bodybuilding shows to continue to be popular and um uh, you know Put, putting some uh, some content out there is, is, is no harm and a lot more people should should engage with that. I know there's quite a few people in the bodybuilding scene at the top of the scene as well who aren't doing enough to to give the shows and the, the athletes and the individuals the exposure that they deserve. I think that's something that, uh, that you do really well and people could probably learn from that, you know.
1: I, I do it better now, yeah. In the past, I was probably like, you know, hood up, I'd hide away and I'd be like, I wouldn't even look at myself for two weeks before competition. Mm-hmm. I'd have a coach, I would just not even look at my body because I wouldn't want it to mess my head up. I'd just like, I'd have a hoodie on all the time. Maybe would <laughs> <it's> the most <laughs> weirdest thing ever. Yeah. But I'd be like, if I see someone I don't like, I mean, nowadays, I mean, yeah, if you have a bigger picture, like my goal was, is to reach out to you know, influence people for the better, you know, it's been embedded in me. So, I mean, if I can do this with a smile on my face, if I can be like two weeks out from a competition, I can duck myself well in work, if yeah. I'm... I have a good relationship, my family's happy. I feel like I'm giving back to a lot of people. You know, i got time for people. It's a positive thing, you know. I've you got to be aggressive and, you know, shut people out to the world. I mean, we're all doing this, out so the choice, I mean, we it's not a prison sentence. We're not out in Afghanistan fighting for our country in in a pit, you know, of cold water. We're doing this for choice. So how can you be miserable and mourn? And I think that's what hurts us for more is... The guys who look like they're miserable. They yeah. look like it's, this is no fun, You know, I'm sacrificing everything. No oh, man. I mean, dude. you're eating steak every day. Like, you're living like a king. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, there's people who are there for three weeks in the world. Like, what are you talking about? You're paying a good gym membership. You've got, you've got Jordans on your feet, like. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. Smile. That's right. Give you uh, uh, absolutely. Smile. Smile while you're training. Smile while you're dieting. Smile while you're on stage. Um, so, so what, what's what's uh, what's on the horizon for you then, uh, competitive wise? Uh, have you have you, got, have you set your your plans up for for the next competition? Is it something you're looking at right now?
1: Well, I was going to take a year off, talk uh, <laughs> about because I, 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 I was like thinking when I did the NABBA Universe last year, yeah, I was happy with how I looked. So my condition was good. Um, I did sacrifice a lot of tissue because I've been working with James for the last three years. And mm. he, He's brought my physical tremendously to be fair. My condition has has massively improved. We've been working on my structure, so bringing my waist in tighter. So not necessarily focusing on more size, but more balance. Yeah. You know, more flow, yeah. more lines. And it's it's definitely improved. But last year at the, the universe I felt small. Okay. I felt like if I want to be competitive in this lineup, I need thickness. I need uh you know, a lot of guys as well, they have maybe a good few years of me. How
0: old are you now, Christian?
1: Um, I'm 32, just turned, so I'm not young. But I mean, some of the guys, especially in Naba, they're in their yeah. close to 40s, like the mm. guys that are winning the titles. But even that aside, I mean, whatever lineup I was in, I just felt like I needed more thickness to be competitive. Mm. So I did plan mm. on taking this year off um, and just focusing on coming back next year and trying to do the Naba universe and get a higher place in. Um but I'm gonna compete at the end of the year, I think. So the plan is now is to focus on business and clients and because I got a lot of clients competing and I work with just general population as well. Yeah. And I've got some like I'm developing my own fitness app at the moment and new software for my website. Fantastic. But all that should be done by July time. Awesome. So then I can go into preparation then. And the shows I'm either gonna do, I think, are either gonna be well the aim is to do the PCA British Finals mm-hmm. or the NABA universe. But I need to get an invite for either one, so I know there's a there's a qualifier for the PCA finals a week before the show, which is the PCA England, I think or London, maybe I don't know what the label does. Mm. And then I I know the NABBA England, which I did last year, like won last year, and that's how I got the invite for the Universe yeah, yeah, yeah. last year. If I compete. I I got an invite for the Universe for the last four years, because if you come top six in the British, you get an automatic invite. I've never placed out to the top six, so. I've qualified every year. It's just I haven't felt competitive enough, Yeah. and because it's always the other side of the, the year. So, like I competed like June or May, and then the show is in October, November. So, I think I'm going to really focus on the PCA finals, um, which I come third last year. I come second the year before. I come third. I did have a little bit of a like stomach. I was really bad on the day of the show, which probably wouldn't affected the result but it affected my look i was quite flat because i couldn't eat anything because so i was diarrheaed up whatever yeah yeah but i want to try and do better that show and potentially try and win it Perfect. and then obviously climb the ladder in the universe and if i can that's what I mean, uh, obviously,
0: for. you've got to, uh, to to compete in these shows. You've got to do a, um, a a bit of traveling to get over here. Do you do you set yourself like a bit of time aside? Um, d- is is it a few days? Is it a week? Is it two weeks uh, to come back to uh, back to the UK? Settle yourself down, get yourself into a, the, uh, the, the the UK routine before you go. On. You don't just turn up the day before, do you? You don't just land the day before.
1: I I couldn't in anyway, My physique goes tremendous water. Right. I lose some water like really quick. Like I've been doing this little mini diet for six weeks, uh, two weeks or 10 days. I've lost 11 pounds in weight. Have you? I mean, my weight drops and goes up. So I would have to probably fly about five days before at least. Mm. Um, but then I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not saying this, um, take any taking anything anyway, away from any competitor. Um, if I do the PCA panels or the, the Navajo Universe, that would be my priority. Yeah. The qualifier will try and look close to my best, but not my best. So I'll probably travel if it's not show, maybe like three days. Yeah. And then I'll set up whatever it is, stay there, compete. Yeah. And then look better for the, the week after then. Right. Okay. But it is difficult being in because, you know, um you, we have to fly. And yeah. I like the UK. I like coming back. I like the competitive scene. I like seeing people. I like I like competing against guys I've competed as well. mm mm-hmm because it's more competitive it's like you know you beat me before or I beat you and I want to beat. it's like you know you travel somewhere else and you in a lineup of guys I mean how can you gauge if you're progressing or not you know yeah uh, so with, I, I like with, I like with
0: the scene that's uh, currently over there you mentioned how, how popular the fitness industry is especially bodybuilding and things like that are the shows that you could enter and partake in over in Dubai is it, is it something that's uh, quite commonplace
1: um, well they've got the Dubai Muscle Show, which is held in December of every year. It's so the third year this previous or past sorry, uh, December was the third year. Yeah. That's quite a big show. A lot of uh a lot of pro bodybuilders fly over, there's a big event. Um and then they got smaller shows like this one this weekend, like I said, the Dubai Muscle Beach show, which will be on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Um but it's man, it's Dubai. UAE, <laughs> If you think uh, the, the politics are quite bad, I mean, over here you can pay to win. What? I mean, you I mean, I don't want to go into too much. No, money, no, no, that? no.
0: Let's let's not start a controversial topic. But seriously, is that? Is, no, is, but is, I mean, is, yeah, is, it is as much as that. There's yeah. issues over there. Over here,
1: it's literally to get an idea of the country. I mean, you can have anything you want if you're willing to pay for it. I mean, anything. I mean, this is very religious country. um, You know, but if you, if you want to get your pro card and you're willing to pay for your pro card, you can actually probably get it presented to you before you even stepped on stage. It is that, it is that bad. Wow. And so at the moment, you know, in my opinion, you know, it is quite, um, it's not fair at the moment in terms of how it's gone about. And I did the, I competed in Dubai muscle show last year and, uh, it was nice, it was like the end of the show, it was like, I did the shows I wanted to do, I did like, I wanted to do the universe, and the finals, and I did them. So this was just a bit like, okay, it's on my new home turf, I can use it to, or my clients can come and see me, and I can use it for exposure. So we, we played around with some different things because we weren't too concerned about the overall, in all honesty. But uh, it was funny, man, it was a funny, the, the funniest, like for example, I'll give you an example, right? <laughs> so tan I've had I've competed like loads of times I always have tan. you get your tan done you drive for 10 minutes 20 minutes t- t- okay put your clothes on so I get my tan booked at 7 p at uh, 6pm the night before the show but it was another show on that day so I was my tan done and uh the lady says okay well, you got to stand in the dryers now freezing cold blowers okay you dry quick and then how long for one hour and a half what I'm like I got to stand in these cold dryers for an hour and a half. Yeah. I'm like, what have you put on me? Like cement? I mean, it should be dry. (laughs) I mean, so anyway, I'm standing there in my trunks for an hour, freezing cold, right? Literally just because it's big fans. The lights start going off. The venue shut at seven. So I had to walk out the venue in my shorts and my top off in the country that's very religious and strict about indecent exposure. I had to walk out like this because the tan was still really wet. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's crazy. I've never heard of that before. Crazy. An hour and a half,
1: an hour and a half, and even on the day of the show, and I goes and does my tanning in the morning, nine o'clock. They say, "Come and have your tan," then, and uh, I put, I you know, go in the, the dryers now for an hour and a half. Okay, I said, then I can put my clothes on. No, if you put your clothes on, it's gonna come off. <laughs> I'm like, it's nine o'clock. I'm not on till four yeah, you can't sit down, you can't lay down, you can't touch yourself. I said, so I got to stay in my trunk standing up till 4pm. <laughs> and the best thing is that where they did the tan was the other side of the theatre, and we talking about a big trade centre. Yeah, so yeah. then when you stand stage, you got to walk through the big expo Seriously? in your trunk. Wow. The tan is like, I'm like, I'm like you just got to go along with it? You go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard some
0: funny tanning stories and I've seen a few myself, uh, but that's a, that's a classic. Um, so, so, so the end of this year, basically. Hopefully
1: gonna Sorry. Hopefully, that's going to change. I mean, it is still new over here, and yeah. there yeah. are good people getting involved and seeing these things. You know, we have to appreciate this. The last few years, it was none of a year so there's people getting involved to try and you know fix these issues. Good, good, good. So hopefully, as the years go on,
0: it'll be... You, uh, is, is there a way that you can get involved with that or is it something that you you still need to break down some barriers maybe to get involved in in, in making... Um, well, you mean like me personally? Yeah, getting involved in the actual uh, uh, arrangement of shows and the way things I are over so, there.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I have some good connections. A lot of people, you know, willing to help and willing to allow you to help. Um, but like I said, at the moment, I've... I have my goals, so like I'm pushing yeah. the energy in this way. And any, you know, one thing I used to do too too much of before is I, like, I take too much on. I would want to like learn how to play guitar. I want to be do like break dancing, rock climbing, gymnastics. <laughs> I want to learn different languages uh, all at once. And I'm mean, like, yeah. When I was got into bodybuilding at first, I was ju- playing jujitsu, yeah. taekwondo, gymnastics, uh, break dancing, rock climbing. Bodybuilding, football, rugby—I was doing all that in the same week. Jeez, man! I mean, like, so now well, I'm talk- kind of like, as I get, <laughs>
0: I'm like, talking about your uh, your breakdancing, uh, your routines that you uh, that you bring to stage, man. Um, it's something that I always look forward to—is watching you on stage. You're a very, 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 very good poser, Christine. You you, you come on there, you t- you take ownership of the stage, you put a routine together, which is refreshing to see. Um, it's always got a, an element of elegance and class within there, but displaying the physique um, uh, really well. So, um, you know, props to you for for, for bringing that to the stage. Uh, where does that come from? Where does that stem from? Do you, do you have anybody who you look up to or, or, or inspires you for your posing?
1: Um, well, yeah, a lot of good bodybuilders, you know, like obviously Kai Green, Leland Brad, all these guys are just, you know, Kai Green is amazing. I mean, but different, completely different types of poses, but... I just, I like to think, you know, whatever I'm going to do, I have to give 100%. And for me at the moment, like, the training is easy, the dieting is easy. So I'm always looking for where I can spend more time in looking better. And I I realize the pausing, if you practice the pausing over and over, you get so much better control Mm. of your abdomen, Mm. of just the detail. You're able to, you know, flex certain things you weren't before just by training. Mm. So that is where it kind of starts from. But, you know, I... Like I said, I used to do a bit of dancing. I enjoy dancing still. I love music. So, and I love bodybuilding as a heart. So I really enjoy putting the, and I wish to be honest, I wish I had more time. Mm. I wish like, uh, I had like four or five minutes. Cause I could really, I could present something really spectacular. And it would, I would put a lot of time and effort into it. And I, I like, I like that probably more than actually the competitive side. I like, routine so, so so when you when
0: you, when you're getting a bit older and you're uh, you decide to retire from the competitive stage you'll uh, you'll be piecing together some nice guest spots hopefully
1: yeah i mean I, you know i definitely or or, or know, even now federation. you need to you need to get some
0: guest spots in now maybe
1: yeah i mean like that's probably where you would get more time isn't it mm-hmm. um, then obviously you have to be it doesn't look so good unless you're in tremendous shape yeah that's yeah, <laughs> like, that's right, that's right. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, well, Christian, and, uh, I think um, you know uh, towards the end of the year uh, with the PCA uh, British and the Universe around um, um, uh, right about that time. Um, I hope at some point we can uh, at least uh, see each other and say hello, shake hands because uh, I really do appreciate you taking the time to come onto the podcast today. Uh, I'm sure everybody will agree if they've not uh, seen you before. Uh, look him up; um, he's on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. What's your Instagram handle, Christian?
1: Uh, Christian Williams PT. There we go. And uh, uh, It's the same, same. website, PT. Awesome. That's great.
0: Um, a big shout out to uh, you, uh, uh, everybody back in Wales, uh, I guess. And uh, yes. have you got any messages for anybody back yeah. home?
1: Um, I got my wife is back home now with her, bless her, nans in hospital. So oh, I give to, love. Sorry and to my hear that,
0: mate. Sorry to hear that.
1: Yeah, man. And uh, all her family, which are my family as well. My mum, all my friends, all my my sister, my family, I love you all. And uh, I'm looking forward to coming back home in a few weeks' time and seeing everybody. So, and I just want to show you something. Go for it, man. I wear this on proudly. Like my mum <laughs> got me a little uh, Welsh sheep. Can you see it? Yeah, oh well, yeah, I can Honestly, you see it, Yeah, yeah, it's classic. It's like a big magnet because I'm a quite an aggressive-looking beefy guy, and I walk in with a fluffy key and a sheep, and it's like, oh, so so cute. <laughs> So thank you, man. So still uh, <laughs> st-
0: still uh, um, putting the Welsh message out there and uh, representing the Welsh, uh, as as Mr Wales, as Mr Wales, indeed. Um, so uh, once again, Christian, I really appreciate your time today. Um, I think you're a great character. I think you're a great asset to the uh, the British, uh, UK bodybuilding scene as well as Wales, uh, rep- flying our flag over in uh, in Dubai. So well done for that. I wish you best of luck with all your business uh, 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 endeavors that you uh, that you take on in this uh, 2019 season. I look forward to seeing you on stage again soon, um, and over here in the UK, buddy. All right, thank you very much indeed. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, and I'll definitely catch up as well. I mean, I'm back in the UK. So um, yeah, definitely. Thank you very much, Chris. Sweet.
0: Appreciate it, buddy. Right, guys, we'll sign off with that. Thank you very much once again for tuning into the podcast. Uh, if you want to follow Christian Williams, get, find him on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And we'll see you next time on the podcast, guys. Thanks so much, indeed. Take care.
1: Bye bye.